And as always, we pray, come Holy Spirit, come today on this feast of all saints, give you permission, Lord, to do as you desire. Make our minds, hearts, and souls fertile soil for your gospel, that your word may bear great fruit in our life. Illuminate the scriptures for us, Lord, convict and console our hearts, reveal to us the face of Christ and the Father. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Lord, this is the people that longs to see your face. This is the people, Lord, that longs to see your face. Through praying that psalm in Mass, just the grace of giving them my heart, just, Lord, like, yes, we are your people. And we long, right? We long, Lord, to see your face. Show your face to us. Because it is the face of God that our hearts and souls were created for. Because it is in him, Pope Benedict tells us, it is in the heart of Jesus, in Jesus' face, that we see the heart of the Father. And we, we, our, our souls were created for this, like to be in deep communion with love himself. And so whether we are consciously aware of it or not, that all day long and at every moment our hearts are crying out, our souls are crying out, Lord, we are the people, Lord. I am the man, I am the woman who longs to see your face. And every desire that we have, be it a good desire or a twisted desire, is ultimately at the heart of it, this cry, Lord, I long to see your face. And then in praying with that, and the Lord says, here I am. Right? In Christ, we see the face of God. He has revealed his face to us. So how can we see him? We think of, of Jesus' time on earth as he's walking around and as he's healing and preaching and just doing simple human things like eating food and going for a walk and taking a nap. Some people saw him. When I say saw him, everyone who, who he came in contact with, right, physiologically saw him. They saw him physically, but some people saw him for who he was, God in the flesh. And it was this, this knowledge, this seeing him for who he was. It is, is this knowledge, the, the interior vision of the mind and the heart of the soul, which changed the orientation of their entire life. Changed the orientation of their entire life. 
so profoundly in the example of the apostles where it says they left everything to follow him because they had prayed that psalm. They had prayed that psalm. Lord, we are the people who long to see your face. And as they saw Jesus say, yes, yes, this is him. This is the face of God. So now my perspective on life and even my own desires are changing because I'm looking upon him. And so the question for us becomes, how do we see him? How are we one of the people who see him and not just pass by? What Jesus teaches today in the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, he says, blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. I remember being an undergraduate student here on this campus and reading that passage and praying with that passage and this, these two simultaneous emotions just like rising up within me. One, within the depths of my heart, I could feel like reading this, this prayer, these words of Jesus, blessed are the pure of heart, blessed are the clean of heart, for they shall see God. And something within me going, yes, yes, God, this is what I want. And it wasn't even that I completely understand what that meant to see the face of God or that I knew that or that I knew at that time that the church speaks about heaven as the beatific vision, right, where we would just come to see him and know him as he is. But there was just something deep in me that was just like, Lord, I want to see your face. And there was this simultaneous emotion within me, but like sadness. And maybe even a little anger towards myself. Because Lord, I know that I'm not pure of heart. Lord, I want to see your face. But I know that I am not pure of heart. So just living in that tension and it was the temptation, right, to look at myself and to look at my sin and just begin to move out of hope and into despair, at minimum discouragement. But as the Lord, and I wasn't even aware of it at the time, but as the Lord continuously just gently took my eyes and, and moved them back towards him, then it would be like something within me would well up like I knew that I was incapable. I knew that I was incapable of purifying my own heart. But when the Lord would turn my gaze to him, there was something within me that welled up. And what was this? This was the gift of hope. This is the gift of hope. When I'm speaking about hope, I'm not talking about the way we commonly use the word like, I hope the Tigers are going to win, you know. I hope when I get home that my house is magically clean. That's, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the theological virtue of hope. The grace that is given what does St. John tell us today, right? Like, how, how can we have these pure hearts? He says this. He says, everyone who has this hope, 
based on him makes himself pure as he is pure. Like how is my heart purified that if I have this hope, what hope is he speaking about? Beloved, see what love the Father has bestowed on us that we may be called children of God. Yet so we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we shall be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is that when it is revealed, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope based on him makes himself pure as he is pure. What is hope? Hope, the church tells us, is this theological virtue by which we desire the kingdom of heaven and eternal life as our happiness. It is a hope based in God himself. Whereas when we speak about like, yeah, I hope that my children clean my house when I get, by the time I get home, right? Our hope the tigers win in this, is that going to happen? Who knows? But theological hope, the virtue of hope that is given, it is based in the reality that is more real than anything else, and that is God himself. So it's not based on something that might happen. It is based on him who is. The way, the truth, and the life. And so hope, it is given to us, and it is that that desire, that virtue within us by which we desire the kingdom of God. We long to see the face of God in eternal life. And so when our eyes, our interior eye is moved by the virtue of hope within us to the face of Christ, then what happens is it says we gaze upon him. And St. Paul says that as we gaze upon Christ, what happens? We are transformed from glory unto glory. The church teaches that Jesus Christ fully reveals man to himself. He shows us who we are as men and women when we look at Christ himself. But the problem is is that much of our life, we're looking at ourselves and we're looking too much at the world around us. Now, this is not, hope is not escapism. We don't want to escape this world. This is a beautiful world. The Lord has us here for a reason. But when our focus becomes the happiness that this world can give, and and when I say this world, I'm speaking about the disordered understanding, right? That like if I make this amount of money or if I look exactly like this person on Instagram or my or, or I, I, you know, have this right meal or this relationship or I receive all of this esteem. Like those are the things that I want. Those are the things that I desire that will make me happy. It is a lie. It is a lie. And it actually makes us sad. When we long and we think, when we're convinced that the things of this world can ultimately satisfy us, not only do we not become happy, we become sadder. More sad. 
And, and because our hearts are like, no, this is not what you were made for. Lord, we are the people that long to see your face. And so we need to pray for the theological virtue of hope because it is primarily a gift. Lord, lift our gaze to you. Increase my desire for heaven. Because when my desire for heaven is increased and I gaze upon Jesus, it changes me. It lifts the veil of my blindness and allows me to see myself and God in the world as they really are. I begin to see pride, greed, lust, envy, jealousy, and anger for what it is. And then I no longer desire it as much. Or even as I desire it, I realize that I desire something more and that there's this pain in my heart for heaven and this purifying, right, this purifying fire as my interior eye is focused on the Lord. Hoping for the things of heaven. Jesus says this, the lamp of the body is the eye. The lamp of the body is the eye. If your eye is sound, your body will be filled with light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be in darkness. And if the light in you is darkness, how great will the darkness be? The light of the body is the eye. What is he saying? That the thing that gives us light, the light of Christ, is to see and know the truth. Jesus. But if we're turning to false lights, then darkness enters. Enters our own souls and our minds, and we cannot see the truth for who it is. And then if the darkness within us, right, then how great, if the darkness within his believers, right, if the light is darkness, then how great will the darkness be? And so it is so important, particularly as we're days away from this election, we talked about this again, that our eyes need to be on Jesus Christ and heaven. That we need, and when, we, when our eyes are on the Lord, it purifies our vision. And then what it does is, Again, it's not an escapism, but it allows us to see this world in truth. And then therefore, instead of expecting from this world ultimate happiness, then I free the world from that responsibility. And I free other people from that responsibility. And then it allows me to be more productive and actually to enjoy the world more. Because I'm not expecting from this bowl of gumbo eternal happiness. And when I don't expect from the bowl of gumbo eternal happiness, it tastes much better. When I don't expect from this relationship with this person eternal happiness, then the relationship is much more free. And there is greater joy. And so how then do we have this hope, right, that, a lot, that purifies our minds? It is this hope, this looking up to heaven, which purifies our hearts because it allows us to see the Lord and ourselves and things as they are. Then what do we do? Here's some practicals. One, pray. Because hope is a gift. And so ask the Lord, Lord, I am the man. I am the woman. We are the people that long to see your face. So give me this virtue of hope. Let it arise within my hearts. And I would say not only in prayer and that, but studying the Gospels because it's in Jesus that we see the kingdom of heaven opened up for us. The second thing, study the truth. 
right? Study the truth of the world and who we are. Like, read the catechism and pray with the catechism. Goinform.org, because, again, this, this, this hope is not just about just prayer in and of itself, but integrating the mind, heart, to love the Lord our God with all our mind, heart, soul, and strength. And so informing the mind to know the truth rightly. Expose yourself to true beauty. Not Instagram beauty. Not everything on Instagram is that, but you know what I'm talking about. Expose yourself to true beauty that is rooted in truth. One suggestion. There's an amazing Catholic artist and novelist, Michael O'Brien. If you've never read one of Michael O'Brien's novels, you're in for a treat. Pick it up and read it. It is anointed. It is anointed. The fourth thing. Serve the poor and work for justice. Because when we do this, we see the face of Christ. As Mother Teresa said, in the distressing disguise of the poorest of the poor. And so we pray. Pray for hope and particularly meditating on the face of Christ in the Gospels. We study the truth, the truths of the faith to reveal to us what is really true. We expose ourselves to true beauty. Rooted in truth, serving the poor. And as we do this, our eyes more and more will be fixed on heaven and not on the things of this world. And then that purifying fire, as we gaze upon the Lord face to face, will transform us from glory into glory. And then this beatitude of blessed are the clean of heart, for we shall see God, will grow here now and prepare us ultimately for heaven. Lord, we are the people who long to see your face. And in every desire and in every temptation is really a desire for God. So let us stop staring at the temptations. Let us stop staring at our own impurity of heart. Let us stop thinking and grasping at the things of this world, but turn our gaze to heaven. And even the ache of the longing of unfulfilled desire here, it is, it is like a rocket that points us to heaven. It is a gift. And then this, this great reality, blessed, blessed are the pure of heart whose eyes are fixed on heaven and being purified. For we, we shall see God.